think. Yeah, that's recording, right? Let me just check. One, two, three. One, two, three. Ba ba da ba. Hello and welcome to episode number 70 of Modern Art is Very Sporadic. Modern Art is Very Sporadic! Well, what, what can we say? We've been very uh, sporadic, haven't we, really? Yeah, well, it's quite a long story and it's mainly down to, uh, like, me, really. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, because... Yeah, should I should I say well, something yeah. about D- it? Uh, also, just before we do that, we have got some art stuff to talk about as well before we uh, get into uh, get into the detail. Yeah, so yeah, sure I, uh, you know, um, I had some brain surgery, like five rounds of it in 2019, October. Yeah. Yeah, so like we had, uh, did we do episodes while I was in hospital? Yeah, Probably we not. did. We did, and we even got the uh, we got our friends Paul to stand in, and I uh, did a few clips when you were uh, in hospital. Oh, Paul, that. <laughs> oh no, you buried the hatchet officially a few few. Oh yeah, no, ago. I did. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, no, Paul was he lovely. He stood in for me. Yeah, he did. He did a good job actually. He got he got a lot of uh, good reviews. I didn't tell you that at the time. Oh right, yeah, good. That was probably sensible because I was a bit jealous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I had uh, like five rounds of brain surgery, and it like was successful. Yeah. And um, yeah, and then like uh, six months later, a month into lockdown, I thought my um, brain abscess had like come back, and I had all the yeah. same symptoms, and I was like vomiting and I had a headache because sometimes they can reoccur. Yeah. And, you know, I'd read about that on Google, which is never a good idea. And uh, I had all this. And my GP thought he'd come back as well. So he sent me into hospital. And I turned up in hospital ready for like another month's stay. And they did a scan and it was like totally fine. Yeah. So they sent me home. And when I got home, I just felt totally better. Yeah. So that was quite uh, quite weird. And then seven months after that, in uh, November, I had like a seizure. Yeah. And like that can be a, like an after effect of um, having like a scar in your brain. And I was so anxious about it because I've got a little baby. Yeah. That I, uh, I didn't sleep for two weeks. And then... Um, and then it all came to a head and I had like 10 seizures in two days. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like back in hospital. This is in December, just yeah. gone. And I'd gone totally mental by this point because I hadn't slept and I was having all these seizures. Yeah. And I, I started telling everyone I was Richie Edwards. Richie Edwards is the uh, the mystery guitar 
player, isn't he? He went missing from a Welsh band. What's the name of the Manic Street Preachers, didn't he? At the yeah, age he of went 27. Mi- went, yeah, he went missing in 1995. And then people think they've seen him in Goa or yeah. Lanzarote. Yeah. But he's he's like presumed dead. Yeah, so it's a mystery art. Well, the thing is, is uh, I, I remember you sending a text to me saying that you thought we were Richie, you know, I am Richie Edwards, but I said you weren't very good at Richie Edwards because I knew where you were. No one knows who he is. So, <laughs> so yeah, so I was in hospital for like um, another like a week or so. Yeah. And I, like they drugged me up completely. And like I'm still all drugged up now. Yeah. Yeah. So like um, I'm getting used to all the drugs, and it's all right, really. But that's why we've been a bit sporadic. Yeah. I mean, it's it, you know obviously we wanted to talk about this to the you listening at home, you know, or listening in wherever. Hopefully not listening while you're doing operating machinery. Um, I don't know what that means, but, you know, so th- thanks to everyone who listens and for sticking by us, you know, and the fact that you still uh, got this episode playing, you know, cheers for that. Yeah, and thanks, Marcus, for not getting a pullback. Oh. <laughs> or you could get pullback, you know, that would be totally I think, fine. I think we'll have to do a special for him because he, is, he, is, he was very good on the show, as I say. Yeah, he might not want to come back. He's quite busy, isn't he? He is a very busy man. Very busy man. Right, okay, so... uh, I think people uh, would like to hear some art news. Do you think, Tom? Yeah, yeah, we might as well. This is Modern Art is Rubbish! (laughs) Right, so... Uh, the first thing is, is I just wanted to talk about is obviously, you know, while we've been away, there's been all these monoliths that have suddenly been discovered, particularly the one that was in Utah, you know, the one that was a uh, a metal pillar uh, that was uh, put in red sandstone in a canyon in uh, northern uh, Yuan, Juan, I was trying to be all Spanish, in North, uh, San, San Juan uh, County, uh, Utah. And it's still like sort of like a three meter uh, tall metal sheet uh, of a monolith, and apparently, like state biologists were like flying over it. Uh, I don't know what doing doing whatever they biology things they do, and um, they saw this monolith and uh, they hadn't noticed it before, and it was a uh, quite a big hit all over the uh, over the internet. Basically now, though, it's been removed and uh, the Bureau of Land Management now has it in their possession. Lucky them. I don't know what they're going to do with it. Well, like, wasn't there some artists on Instagram who claimed it was theirs and they put, like, a $45,000 price tag on it? Yeah, I heard something about that. I don't know if they actually made one and and put 45000 because there was an idea... That it was by an artist called uh, John McCracken. He used to live in the Southwest uh, Desert, you know, and he was into extra extraterrestrials and the like, sort of conspiracy kind of uh, theories about aliens leaving monoliths. I don't know why they just come down and just leave a a monolith. No, would they do that? I don't. Well, I guess it it was like amazing publicity because I knew all about it. 
What, publicity it, for aliens? Uh, well, no, for monoliths. Yeah. yeah they really monoliths popular. don't get much public publication, so... Yeah. No, they don't get much publicity, except in 2001, when all those gorillas... It, gorillas started, like, getting all confused by the monolith, which... Have you seen? Do you know the scene I'm talking about in 2001? Space Odyssey? Yeah, at the very start where there's that big black monolith and there's these gorillas and they've got all their bones and they're shaking them and like thinking, what the hell is this monolith? Which, oh, yeah. which is exactly really what the internet was like, really. It wasn't much different. The way that people react now is a bit, hasn't really changed much from our gorilla days. Yeah, so... One appeared in the Isle of Wight as well, didn't it? Yeah, they, uh, apparently they've, they, I mean, they appeared everywhere. You've had one that was uh, appeared in Romania, uh, you know, uh, that was, um, you know, that was being sort of like very similar. Um, you've had them, had them all over the place, but apparently I think a lot of them as well were already installed. You know, they've already been there for a long time. I'm not really interested in monoliths at the moment. I think it's more about how the internet is, really. It's, it seems to be more of a story about the internet than about the art itself. Yeah, but a lot of pit residents on the Isle of Wight said it was, like, uh, very beautiful and it looked nice, it was unexpected, and they liked, they enjoyed that it was there. Yeah, it's a bit of interest, isn't it? And it gets shared on memes and stuff, but whether it makes you think about anything other than monoliths, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, it well it made you think of two thousand and one Space yeah. Odyssey. Oh yeah, I'm not. A, I, I, do you know what? I like minimal art, but I'm not a great fan of the recent spate of monolith stuff. Oh right, yeah, yeah. You're not a fan of mirrors. Oh, I like mirrors, but I don't. I never look in them in the first thing in the morning anymore (laughs) (laughs) anyway on to the next one the next story is tintin it's been a big uh, sale of uh, tintin basically a an art a cover that was uh, painted by Hergé which is a watercolour and gouache painting and it was a rejected cover basically uh, it's just sold for 3.2 million euros which is about 3.8 million dollars me. yeah and it's a painting which shows uh, Tintin and his dog Snowy uh, and they're in a porcelain jar and there's a sort of like a big Chinese dragon there as well and it was a um as I say, it was a rejected cover, basically, uh, when Hergé submitted it uh, for the for his book. Um, the printers or the 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 publishers at the time said it'd be too expensive to print, so he had to do another cover. Oh right, so it was like a rejected cover. Yeah, it's just too yeah. So it's not even a thing, but it shows now. I mean, like, it shows how much comic comic art and stuff is now coming into the sort of like a you know it's been collected as much as as uh, other forms of fine art now yeah it's quite a sort of culty series of books isn't it yeah 
it's a little bit I have to say I like I love Tintin I've got several Tintin books but I have to say some of the some of the imagery is a bit dated now to say the least but obviously it was drawn a long time ago yeah well they were like uh, children's books weren't they well no they're adults and children's comics you know they're adults comics I, I would say they're for everyone really uh, but as I say, there are there are some imagery of you know when he goes to Africa and some some sort of you know I, I don't think you'd get away with drawing them today. Put it this way. All right, because I I had the books as a as a like a child. Yeah. And like my mum always reminds me that I had them yeah. as if as if I was some massive fan. But I think she bought them for me. Yeah, I love them. No, I've I've, I've read them. I've yeah. read them again as an adult as well. Uh, the thing I would like to know, you know, he's got his famous dog Snowy, of course. But how do you cope with um, your dog Toby compared to Snowy? He's just not in the same league. I'm sorry. Uh, the reason why I you know, I'm not a fan. I have to say here, let's let's get it on the record. I'm not, Tom. You you know, I'm not a big fan of Toby ever since I came round your house and he weed on my shoe when oh, my yeah. shoe so, was when I had my shoe on. Yeah, we were sat in the garden and he just came up to Marcus and yeah. just weed on weed on his shoe. Yeah, it was very rude. Yeah, yeah. And let's you. I mean, Snowy is a really resourceful intelligent dog and all toby managed to do was wheel it was actually my trainer so it actually makes it worse because it went through to my sock yeah did you put it in the washing machine yes i did and it came up very nice thank you very much oh good yeah good yeah now a short advertisement break These turtle art prints are appearing everywhere. What's this? And another one? Turtle art prints on the Isle of Wight? And more? Surely it can't be the same artist. So just head over to modernartisrubbish.com and subscribe to our email list to get your free artwork and to be updated on the latest Modern Art is Rubbish news. On to the final uh, thing I want to talk about. Right. Now, Tom, I've been, uh, I got recommended this uh, book called The Goldfinch, and it's by uh, an author, a really good author called Donna Tart. Donna Tart, the name of the author, sounds a bit like someone who'd put a cake on their head. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> but there you go. But she's great. She's really good. But I thought someone said, "Oh yeah, you should read this book." And I thought, "Yeah, yeah, I'll read it. Yeah, yeah. Why not?" And then I thought, "Well, no, I'm not going to actually read it. I'm going to get the audio book, which is fine because it's the unabridged audio book." And it turns out, I in my excitement to sort of load the audio book down, I didn't realise the audio book is actually 36 hours long um now most novels i've looked at seem to be around about 14 hours so i've been listening to this book and i've now uh done 25 hours worth of it and it's a book called the goldfinch so i'm not going i really want to finish it now it's a great book but you know enough's enough um now the book is called the goldfinch and 
without giving too many spoilers, it's about a story about a... Uh, Spoiler alert! Yeah. <laughs> I know, you don't... <laughs> you don't care about spoilers, do you? Yeah, well, it annoys me when people, like, avoid talking about things. And they all like, oh, spoiler alert! Yeah. It's just like, I find that a bit annoying. Yeah, well, in fact, that's all I can say about this book now. Because everything's... <laughs> yeah. So... It starts off with a uh, a boy who's going to an art gallery with his mum and there's an explosion. Um, and basically he ends up uh, acquiring a small painting called The Goldfinch. And it's, a, it's an epic book uh, about his life and him growing up and everything. And, you know, he there's so much detail in it. It, I actually, I thought, my God, this book is massive. It's truly massive. I was looking at, I was actually comparing the uh, number of pages, although I'm obviously just the audio book, but I was comparing the number of pages to War and Peace and it's not so far off. So it's a massive, epic book. But the painting I wanted to actually talk about, which is the title called The Goldfinch, is actually a painting by the Dutch uh, Golden Age artist called Karel Fab. Fabritius and um, it's a drawing of a life-sized chained goldfinch and it's painted in 1654 it's a really really lovely little painting and you know it's uh, really simple and you've got this little goldfinch and he's on this kind of like box on the wall and it's it's very unusual for its time and what's interesting about this guy and then now he studied with uh, Rembrandt and he's the only um, sort of artist from the school of Rembrandt to actually come out with his really with his own style um, unfortunately he didn't live very long because uh, in uh, 1654 uh, he got blown up hello Tom oh. Yeah, and he got he got blown up not by um, a flock of goldfinches. No, no. <laughs> Sadly, it was it was very similar to the tragic events in uh, the Lebanon. There was a uh, uh, there was a cache of whatever I don't know what it was a gunpowder or something went up and took a took out in in Delft in Holland and killed lots and lots of people, and it blew up him and his studio as well, and uh, basically. Only about a dozen of his paintings now survive. So you can see there's kind of like a parallel in the in this fictitious story. This there's this young uh, boy who's uh, this boy, sorry, who's who gets blown up, who's who's in a, who's in a sorry in an explosion in a museum, and uh, he takes uh, this painting. Are you talking about the Donatart book? Yes, I am. I am. It's a really, really good book, and I recommend that everyone reads it. But it's just blooming long, really, really long, and you got to. But it's never boring. It's never boring. It's you know. So I, I, I do put it on my art book recommended reading list. Yeah. So is this like a painting? Did you find it because of the book, or it's actually the cover of the book? It is on my cover. I don't know if it's on every cover. Well, the cover of my audio book that I've got it on. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. 
cool. So, yeah, I recommend that. The Goldfinch by Donna Tart. Uh, hello, is this ha Hats and Co? Yes, welcome to Hats and Co. How can I help you, madam? Um, I was wondering if you could suggest a, a hat that I could wear. I has simply have no money, though, so I, I wonder what you could suggest. Why don't you just don a tart? So, Tom. Yeah? That's the end of the show. So, um, if anyone wants to get in contact with us, uh, the... Uh, Oh, let's get the words out. The our email address is info at modernartisrubbish.com. Thank you so much, I'd like to say, to our Patreon supporters for supporting us throughout this time, even, you know, recently as well. Uh, it does cost us... Uh, uh, money to to keep the keep the podcast going and and, and that's really appreciated. Uh, also, you they can join us on Facebook as well. That's correct, isn't it? Yeah, and they can join me on Spotify. Yes, we can, which we're going to talk about in a second. Also, modernartisrubbish.com If you head over to there, and also please, if you haven't subscribed to our email list, please. You can find out about that on our website. So, Tom, before we go, you've got a new song that we are going to be playing out the show with. What's the details? Um, it's called I'm Searching For It. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was um, like my, actually my last couple of songs. It was recorded in this sort of crazy period. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, hopefully it, it doesn't sound too mad. No, sounds good. It sounds good. So, Tom, uh, let's say our byes and let's uh, play the song out. So. Goodbye. Bye, see ya. Bye. I'm searching for it. Keep searching for it, yeah. I'm searching for it. I keep searching for it, yeah. I'm searching for it in my pocket. Now I'm calling the D D in the air. Oh, caught up in a fight as you're walking away. What you gonna do as you're walking away and the DJ's playing? Dogs and your babies on and on, on and on, on and on. My kind of day, did you name your daughter Christine? Paul singing away, here we go, treetops, tell me. Chris is on a wild trip and I thought of a warm rain. Yeah, 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 rain on, choo-choo train, get too something, when you've been all the way there and back. I'm searching for 